Hey everyone, welcome back to Murder She Spoke, the Murder She Wrote podcast. Um, my name is Maria, and today we are going to start with season two, episode seven, "A Lady in the Lake." Um, I'm assuming the name "A Lady in the Lake" is a play off of "The Lady of the Lake" from like King Arthur tales. I'm not sure though. Um, so the opening shot, um, after all the credits and everything. The opening shot is glistening water, um, which is a good idea, like, on paper. But um, this particular shot, it reminds me of, like, when I was an am- more, like, learning how to be a photographer. Uh, I'm very fond of water. So it, this looks like a, sh- a poorly constructed um, amateur shot from... <laughs> A, a, a shitty camera um, that I would have taken when I was much younger. Um, so I, I, it is not appealing to me. Um, very bland in execution. Um, but then when they pan out to um, to the uh, the hills and the trees, it, it, it actually looks really nice. Um The, um, the episode starts with Jessica and, um, that real estate guy from the, uh, Joshua Peabody episode. Um, they're arriving at an inn, and it just, this scene in the beginning, first you see a lady peering out the window, um, and she has, like, a Victorian-style, like, shirt where it's buttoned up to her chin, and kind of poofy, like, shoulder parts to her sleeves. Um, and her hair is done and put up in, like, a French twist or something. Um, and that, like, that type of costuming kind of depicts it how she's, like, supposed to seem like an evil character. Like, that's literally what the evil stepmother in Cinderella wears. Like, that same style. And I think, and also along with the scoring, like, the music underneath um her her um first moment on camera um very ominous so obviously the um the people who are presenting this episode want you to think that she's a bad person right off the bat which usually if they do that that means she's not a bad person off the bat um but we'll see where that goes um she most definitely isn't a pleasant person um so, um, Jessica and this man get out of the car, and they, like, kind of bullshit around a little bit, like, talk. Um, it's revealed that they believe Edgar Allan Poe had stayed there before, um, and he's actually, he drove her up because, um, he's trying to get that witch-looking lady, um, to actually purchase the, um, the inn. She, uh, I think she's renting it now or something. Um, but that scene just made me, you know, it really solidified how much I love Murder, She Wrote. Because I haven't watched it since, like, November 8th when I last, I last posted the last, um, uh, episode of this. And I was kind of taking a break because, um... I prefer to do these when I'm actually in the mood to do them. 
and I had a lot of other projects going on. Um, so I kind of put this aside for a minute, but um, I'm back onto it. Um, and just watching the first couple of minutes of the episode, I just love Jessica Fletcher. I love her mannerisms. I love how cavalier she is in a lot of, like, just casual um, settings. She doesn't take a lot of things too seriously on the daily. Um, and I really love that attitude that she has, especially in the beginning of the episode. Now, when they, um, the next scene, they're inside the inn. And um, you find out that Jessica's going there to uh, focus on writing a book. Um, the interior, when it first starts to pan, I see, like, the bar area and, like, some chairs. And I think, you know, this reminds me of um, the Dick Van Dyke show, like, their house setting. Like, kind of like the decor. And then it pans a little bit more and then you see the staircase. And I was like, oh my gosh, that reminds me of Bewitched. So it's like kind of like that early, um, I don't know, like that early era of television. It's that kind of um, decor. I'm going to say 60s maybe. Um, like part of it's 60s, part of it's even earlier. Um, but it really gave off that early 1900 sitcom sort of vibe. Um uh, the um, innkeeper, Grace, really bothers me. Um, at 5.17, her and Jessica are in a room, and um, Jessica's trying to be polite, just chatting. And this lady is so fucking harsh. Like, not like mean, mean, but like so unpleasant. And that makes me so uncomfortable. Because I'm the opposite. Like, if I'm mad and someone's being friendly to me, I like... I'm totally friendly back. And forget that I'm even mad. Like, I have no real capacity to be mad or angry at someone when they're being nice to me. It's very hard for me. So, when someone does that, I'm like, oh, this is so awkward. Um, but she, uh, she looks out the window again. And Jessica is watching her. And then she, like, leaves the room. And then Jessica goes over to the window and looks out to see what the lady was looking at. Um, and it's this guy that looks like an exercise trainer or something, um, and a lady, and he's, like, helping her stretch. And, like, my first assumption is he's, like, the trainer, and he's probably, like, a playboy of some kind. But then the next scene, it shows that he's not even the trainer. He just takes care of the boats. And I thought that was hilarious. Uh, the next notable thing is the, um, the couple playing uh, Jin at the table and how he's being so degrading and abusive to the lady. And then he's like, oh, I don't know, you know, how you ruin every game that I play. You don't have any fun. And I'm like thinking to myself, yeah, of course she's not having any fun. She's not able to enjoy herself because you're fucking ruining everything with your cynicism and your abusive... Um, tearing apart her very fabric of her being. Um, I just hate people like that. Um, I just, it's pointless. I just fucking hate that. Um, Jessica being recognized for being famous is how I totally would do it. She just kind of stays silent and nods along. 
lets the other people fawn over her and just acts like, yeah, okay, I'm who you say I am, but awkward. Um, I don't think, if I were famous, I don't think I would ever just be like, yes, it's me, hello, welcome to me. Um, I mean, I, I've published several books and I use a pen name. For that, I fucking don't want people to know, bother me. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, I think I'm just, I'm an introvert. So, like, fame does not appeal to me very much. Like, um, like I like hearing from people that, like, uh, listen to my podcasts or um, read my books. I love that. But I don't like the... Um, I don't know. I don't like the constant watching eye concept of celebrity. Um, but yeah, so Jessica, the way she deals with it is really great. She just doesn't care that much about how, what people think of her and how her celebrity persona is projected. Okay, so we're jumping over to um, the scene where Jessica is um, hiking and um, she sees the um, stupid uh, uh, abusive man and the woman fighting on a boat in the lake and it looks like that the man is um, attacking the woman and they both fall into the water um so it uh no one knows for sure what happened but everyone has all they have to go off of is um what jessica saw because she watched it through the binoculars um apparently they they had a fight the night before and the wife said she was leaving him which good for her um and two of the men on the, either side of the uh the couple's room ha heard the same her, they both heard the same thing about how she wanted a divorce and he said that he's uh, the husband who's really abusive um he is a millionaire um and he's like oh i'm not going to give you any of my money um and i think a lot of the 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 filming the actual like cinematography of the shots like everything is very bright um i love how each shot is very crystal clear. You can see all the vibrant colors. You can see each strand of Jessica's hair, and I, I think that it really, um, it really makes the episode, um, really pop. Like with the greenery in every almost every shot, it's very bright, and I really like that. The scene where they go talk to the husband who's laying in bed, because he, um. He couldn't swim, and he jumped. He jumped out of the boat um, after the wife began to sink. Um, so it's Jessica in the in the front, um, closest to him. Then a little bit further back and to the left, um, the deputy or the sheriff, um, Amos, and then in the back, my second favorite character, my boy, Doctor Seth Hazlitt. He is so freaking awesome, and I love him so much. But unfortunately, in this scene, it um, the first few seconds that he's on screen, he looks 
He kind of looks like a bit, uh, like a background character. There's no, um, no real focus on him at the beginning. Um, and I love the subtlety in this scene because the man starts telling his side of the story, which isn't what they thought they saw. And you can see Jessica is really focusing on every word, trying to read his face. And Amos behind her is just kind of like, oh, this is a bunch of bullshit. I'm a police officer and I, um, I've seen everyone lie. And he's kind of like, a little bit cocky about it and I don't even have to watch the next scene to know that Jessica is going to be like I kind of believe the husband and then Amos is going to be shot down <laughs> I haven't even seen the rest and I know that's going to happen the next scene um I was right <laughs> I watched the next scene and um Amos is like all right this is an open and shut case and Jessica's like nope and then he's like, you saw the murder. What are they going to think of the person who saw the murder standing up and trying to figure out if the murder actually did it? And she's like, she's going to investigate. And I don't, I don't understand why Amos is always like, well, I do understand why he does it, but um, he's always like, the first sign of an open and shut, or first sign of a shut case, he takes it, doesn't... Um, doesn't care if it, um, if any new evidence comes to light. I mean, I guess he does care, but, like, he doesn't, he's not open to new evidence unless Jessica's like, hey, um, this just doesn't make sense, let's follow this. Um, so, so she goes off to check out the boat, and, um, that creepy stepmother lady, looking lady, is peering from the balcony, listening to the whole conversation. So she now knows that Jessica believes the wife jumped off the boat, tried to make it look like the husband killed her, and then he jumped in, but he couldn't swim, so she held onto the boat. And she can swim really well, so she must have swam off, possibly. Um, so we, we'll see how that plays into the hat. Also, something else I thought of while watching this. You know, this is, um, this is a really great show. And they could have, um, I don't know. A lot of shows that America produces today are kind of, like, shitty. Um, and they could have easily gone with, um, you know, doing these on, like, indoor sets, stuff like that. Like, um... These, the scenery in the, um, the scenery isn't fake. You know how they do those, like, canvas, like, fake, um, mountains, fake trees, all that? That's not what this is. They're really at, they're really outside. There's really a river. And I really appreciate that about all these episodes. Um, they really went all in, and it was so worth it. Okay, so Jessica, um about halfway into the episode, um, kind of figures out what she thinks the, uh, the whole, uh, scene that she saw was really about. Um, because the husband wouldn't grant the wife any money in the divorce, she believes that the wife lured her husband onto the boat, staged the fight, so at least there was one, at least one witness 
because the lake is like in the middle of everything and all the action. And then, um, and then she said that she probably escaped and that, um, you know, he would be convicted or arrested for a murder and then, um, she would be able to return in a few days saying that she was hiding because she was scared for her life and by then his reputation would be ruined in the public eye and then, um, she would be granted a divorce and all the money and whatnot, um, Especially because he would be convicted of, I guess, attempted murder. Um, so, I personally believe that's what's going on. Um, if that's true, that's pretty early on for her to bring that up in the episode. Like, um, that's a really good twist. And personally, if I was writing this episode, I would have le left it till the very end of the episode, but it looks like that since it's brought up in the middle, there must be other stuff that's happening. The way they film um, Seth Hazlitt, even in the scene, um, the next scene where they find the wife's body in the water, um, it's almost like these episodes were filmed before the episode, um, the, uh, Tom, or, Joshua Peabody episode that that was before this. I think that is the Joshua Peabody episode before this, or did I skip back and forth? No, Joshua Peabody died here. Possibly was season two, episode two. Um, but Seth's character was much more developed and worked with at that point. And honestly, it act it's almost like he's he's like. Like I said before, a background character at this point. With a few lines here or there. So, part of me thinks that this... This episode was shot before... The, um... The Joshua Peabody one. And if you watch both of them, you'll you'll kind of see what I mean. One thing that I think is really clever... Um... That, um I really appreciate that Jessica... Um... Sorry, my phone died, and I'm watching this on my phone, so I have to plug it in. <laughs> Jessica, when she goes to talk to people to get information out of them, she has a plan of it. A lot of detectives on TV, and probably in real life, I assume, um, have a plan of action of how they're going to try and get information out of someone, how they're going to manipulate them, Um and I'm not good at that. <laughs> um, if I have, I have a hard time seeing, like, several moves ahead. Like in chess, I'm not good at chess. I'm trying really hard to be good at chess. I'm average at best. Um, I just have a hard time seeing several moves ahead when it comes to stuff. Like Jessica, she she'll ask a question. That will be seem totally innocent, but the viewer knows that she has an ulterior motive, which kind of manipulates the person she's talking to into the position that she wants her to be in, or um, in order to uh, get the information she wants. And I, I, uh, I really admire that. Okay, so I watched the rest of the episode. Usually, I try to watch a few minutes and then. Uh, 
and talk a little, watch a few minutes, talk a little bit. I got really into it. Um, I was right about um, when I said halfway through that Jessica revealed what she thought would happen. Um, there was definitely more to the story, so that didn't really ruin the plot by uh, finding what I thought was the uh, solution to the uh, murder. Um, it was much more complicated than that. Um, and it, it was just such a good episode. I never once um, expected the uh, bird watching guy. I never expected him to be the murderer. Oh man, that was so good. Um, I think like, I, I've said this before in other episodes that one of my favorite things about Murder, She Wrote is that all the evidence is out in the open. The camera shows all of the evidence and whether or not you see it is up to how perceptive you are. Um, they don't use camera tricks like zooming in on things to show the evidence. It's laid out like it would be in real life. Um, the fact that the bird watcher had two pairs of binoculars when Jessica was supposed to witness the murder, that's one thing. Um, the fact that he knew um, the husband was claustrophobic, that's another thing. Um, and and it's not trickery to keep the uh, the audience confused. It's always, always laid out fairly, um, all the evidence, and I just, it's so pure, I love it so much, um, for a minute, like, when they, um, when they went to the boathouse to arrest the boat, the guy who took care of the boats, um, and that guy, the, uh, one lady's husband was holding a gun at him, um, I thought for a second, that guy, uh, was the one who killed, um, the, the lady, because, like, I don't know, it just seemed like it would have been him, because they were talking about, um, the way it just, the way it was framed, how Jessica was talking, um, about how she had a lover, um, but then I noticed that while she was talking about it, the guy who was holding the gun, didn't react in a way that, um, he didn't react like, oh my gosh, they're on to me. And I thought maybe that could be, uh, just bad acting. Maybe he wasn't supposed to react yet. Um, no, I should never expect bad acting. I should never expect the background characters or anyone in a scene to have an incorrect, um, reaction to something because they're always on their freaking game. Um, but yeah, um, Seth Hazlitt, um, his character developed a bit more, um, to what we have, we saw in the past, um, when they're in his doctor's office, he, um, or maybe they were in the police station, I can't remember, um, they were talking, and he was back to his normal, um, character, full of character self, um, which I still believe this episode was filmed before the Joshua Peabody one, because 
the progression of his character um, is moving in an upward trajectory, but started very uh, small from the beginning of this episode. So I do believe this was the first episode that he most likely recorded, but I could be completely wrong and it could just be, I don't know, just weird. Um, Yeah, so this episode was really good. And another, like, I didn't, I always forget that there are certain characters that aren't super, um, wow, I'm sorry. My, uh, words, words today are not helpful. Um, I can't, can't find words to speak. Oh, I only got a little bit of sleep, um. yeah, all the twists and turns in the episode were pretty neat. Like how the boat guy was actually the innkeeper's brother. And how he was, like, blackmailing married women. Stuff like that. And I honestly thought that was going to end up tying into the murder. But it didn't. It was its own thing. And I thought that was cool. It was a little much. Like, <laughs> like so much, like, additional crap going on. Um... But everything, everything was pretty much explained. Um, so yeah, that's a, it was a pretty good episode. I was very, very drawn into it. Um, and I know that... I really liked the um, the change of scenery from Cabot Cove. I always love episodes set in Cabot Cove. They're my absolute favorite episodes. Um, mainly because of the characters like Seth Hazlitt and um, Amos Topper. Um, but I do like just... I just like the small town vibe. But this was a nice change of pace where it's in a different location... Um, at a nice inn in a forest with a, a lake, but also you got to keep the char- the other characters like Amos and Seth because it's like an inn um, a little ways from Cabot Cove, which I it doesn't really make sense that Amos and Seth were in the episode because it's like kind of a long drive to Cabot Cove and there was most likely another... Um, sheriff or police force there and there's definitely another doctor there but I'm that's the only thing that suspended the belief of reality and I'm totally fine with that because this just adds another episode with those two characters and they're really great characters Ooh, I was just looking at the episodes um, in season 2 um, to see which one I wanted to do next and the next episode we're going to do is Season 2, Episode 10. Don't worry, we're going to go back to the other ones. But um, I want to do some of the best ones first. Um, in sort of in order. Um, before I jump back and do some of... Like, there are certain episodes that I, I didn't like. Like, I've seen these bef- some of these before. And there are some that I really hated. Um, or some that I started... 
and they were very boring. Like there was only I think two that I thought were boring and didn't finish them. Um, uh, the next episode that we're gonna cover is season two, episode ten, Sticks and Stones. Um, the synopsis is Jessica attempts to undercover. Wow, Jessica attempts to uncover the evidence that links a land sale to a murder. And this is kind of um, in the same style as the Joshua Peabody Died Here Possibly episode. And involves a lot of the same characters. Um, um, and it also has um, the guy that the realtor, which was in this past episode we just talked about. Um, and that's kind of like a character arc for him, like... He was first seen in the Joshua Peabody episode, then uh, this one, and then he's going to be seen again in Sticks and Stones. Um, so that's that's going to be exciting because, I don't know, I've seen this one already and I really love it. Um, so yeah, uh, thanks everyone for listening to the podcast Murder, She Spoke. Um I should be putting up another episode pretty soon. Um, I'm going to try to keep things more regular. At the very least, um, post something once a week. Um, but don't hold me to, to that. Um, also, if you guys are interested in me doing like a live viewing, a live stream of an episode, I do have a Twitch um, account. It's Maria Caluse one. It's M-A-R-I-A. C-E-L-U-S-S-E-W-E-N. Um, I also do uh, gaming on there too, but um, if you guys do want to do like a live thing where I can chat with everyone, I'm totally down, so like, let me know. Um, thanks everyone for watching. See you next time.